Well, this morning, that's what I want to talk to you about, the voice inside. What is it that guides you? Now, this morning, Pastor Newby is unable to be here with us. Pastor and Sister Newby, they're on vacation, and uh, Pastor scheduled a really good-looking, dynamic, brilliant, very intelligent, worldwide speaker. Uh, He couldn't be here, so I'm uh, preaching this morning. And uh, this morning, I want to speak to you about guidance. We're in our Imagine series And, you know, everybody in our country, they want guidance. Today, people are crying out for guidance in their marriages. They're crying out for guidance in their finances. They're crying out for guidance with their job. They're crying out for guidance with their own mental health. And, friends, today, what we want to talk about is not how man guides, because that's not why you're here Sunday morning. We want to speak to you this morning about how God guides. So if you have your Bibles, would you please turn with me this morning to Exodus, please, Exodus chapter 13, and we're going to look at verses 17 to 22, and this morning I want to speak to you about how God guides. Now, we're in our second week of our Imagine series, and I believe we have four more weeks, and the Imagine series is basically, it's our series explaining and beginning to talk to you about God's plan for us to enlarge our children's and youth facilities here at Crown Point Church. And so what we want to do this morning is I want to speak at two perspectives. First of all, I want everyone to leave here with a little more truth and knowledge about how God can guide you. And then secondly, we want to ask for God's guidance on our church. So Exodus chapter 13, and we're just going to look at, I believe, six or seven verses here. Beginning at verse 17, this is what the word says. It says that when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country Though that was shorter. Now, isn't that the way we like to do it? (laughs) Many times we want the short way. Give me the quick and easy and painless way to lose weight in Jesus' name. (laughs) Give me the way where I don't have to spend any money and I can make $300,000. But that's not the way God often leads us in. Look at me at verse, uh, continuing that verse. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt armed for battle. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. Because Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid. And then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. After leaving Succoth. They camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. And by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night, a pillar of light to give them light. So that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the fire by night left its place in front of God's people. I want you to notice that last verse, friends. That God provided a way of guidance for his people and he never left them. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, how God guides. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray over every person here. Would you help us, Lord, just to receive your guidance? God, for every marriage that's in this room, Lord, give them your guidance. Lord, for every parent, your guidance. Lord, for all of our finances. Lord, for the history of our church. Lord, for the future of our church, your guidance. And Lord, we just want to say thank you 
that Joshua 1.5 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And we received that this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to tell you, I'm so glad to be back here. Last week, uh, Kelly and I, we preached over at Central Assembly of God. It is a, one of our sister Assembly of God churches. And they only have one uh, full-time pastor. And so they asked if I could come over and Pastor let me, Pastor Newby let me go over there and preach for them. Now, I want to tell you something. I kind of like preaching on Sunday morning. And so I want to warn you, um, I don't want to go long. So the louder you are when I preach, the shorter I'll preach. And so... Uh, I want to look, amen, I know. Let's look at uh, how God guides. I want to give you, the Lord forgives you, brother. Don't worry about that. Uh, I want to give you three guiding points today. Let me give you three guiding points that I want you to put in concrete. And you can put these things here for the rest of your life to really see how God can guide you, not just in your big decisions, but in your small ones. So let's look at the very first one here in Exodus 13. Let's look at verses 17 and 18. It says, for God said... If they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert toward the Red Sea. Number one, God guides us by protecting us. Friends, can I tell you something? God guides us by protecting us. In this verse here, very easily, he could have guided them, but he could have guided them into war. Now, in this uh, text that we're looking at, God's people had just been miraculously saved from Pharaoh's hand through escaping through the Red Sea, and God wanted to protect them. Friends, can I tell you something this morning? God wants to protect you. The Bible says in Psalm 91, 11, he gives his angels charge over us. And so as God wants to guide you and as he wants to guide me, he wants to protect us. Can I tell you something? There's only one safe place in America. In this age of terrorism, in this age of fear of recession or fear of depression, there's only one safe place. It's in God's perfect will for your life. And so let's go a little bit deeper here this morning. First of all, how God guides us. First of all, we need God's protection from ourselves. Oh, can I tell you something, friends? We need God's protection from ourselves. The Bible says in Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and all fall short of God's glory. You see, friends, unless we have God in our lives, we're going to sin. And you know why God hates sin? He hates sin because of what it does to you and me. So can I give you guys some free premarital counseling? Do you know what I tell young couples who come to my office for premarital counseling? This is a real good guiding point, okay? You get in trouble when you're a single man when you start acting like you're married. And you get in trouble when you're a married man when you start acting like you're single, It's sin. We need God's protection from ourselves. You know, as great as Pastor Newby is, and I'll tell you something right now. Our church is so blessed to have Pastor Newby as our pastor. Oh, friends, we are so blessed. Can I tell you something? As great as he is, without the Lord Jesus Christ, he's wicked. As godly as my wife is, and she must be a woman of God to be married to me. She, don't anybody laugh at that. That wasn't a joke. Listen, I have certain jokes written down in here. That wasn't one of them. So don't laugh at that. Okay. Pastor's not here. So what I say goes. Okay, good. Okay. So where was that? Okay. As godly as Kelly is, and I'm telling you, you know what my wife does every morning? She gets up at 530 and and throws the cats on me and gets out of bed. And then she starts to pray and read the word and get and, and have alone time with God. As godly as she is without God, without the Lord Jesus Christ in her heart, she's wicked. And friends and I, we need God's protection from ourselves. Also, number two, we need God's protection from others. Oh, friends, I want to challenge you this morning. 
Let God guide you. See, if you take your path, you know what we do? Just like, you know, this is the path of light here and you can see me. Once we take our path, we immediately leave the light. And friends, I want to challenge you. When we get in God's path, it is not promised to be easy. God's path is not promised that everything's going to go great. But God does promise to protect us. Well, Pastor Barry, I can't tithe. You have no idea how tight our finances are. Friends, I know one thing. God does a better job of protecting me than I do. And I'd rather live with his blessing than have more without his blessing. And so this morning, friends, we need God's protection from ourselves and from other people. Do you know, I believe that God wants to supernaturally protect your life. I I came across this story. There was a young woman, and I believe she was a Christian woman. I'm not sure. Uh, One night she was walking through the inner city of of her city. And that same night, there was a criminal who was attacking people all over that city. That night, the young lady went home and that criminal was arrested. She was brought down to the police department. And the sergeant at the police department, or whoever the officer was, they looked at that criminal and they said, why is it that you didn't attack that young woman all alone? And the criminal said, well, I was going to attack her, but I I saw two big men, one on each side of her. You see, friends, when you walk with God, you receive his protection. And let me give you the last one, how God guides. First of all, God guides us by protecting us. And the last sub point on that is we need protection from the schemes of the devil. Friends, I tell you, the word says in John 10, 10, that the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. The devil, he wants to steal from your life. He wants to steal from your dream. He wants to steal from your family. The devil does not want you to have... God's very best. If you're writing this down, I want you to to circle, write the word might and circle it. The word says in John 10, 10, that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. And can I tell you something? There's a lot of Christians that don't have life to the full. Oh, they're saved. They know the Lord Jesus Christ, but their marriage doesn't have life to the full. Their relationships don't have life to the full. Their, their, their hearts, their minds, every area. They don't have God's life to the full. And friends, God wants you to have that. Number two, how God guides. Number two, look at verse 19. It says that Moses, he took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid. And then you must carry my bones up from this place. Number two, God guides us when we look at his past faithfulness. Oh, man, how many of you could tell stories about how God was faithful to you? Oh, I love what Hebrews says. Hebrews says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And friends, if God has guided you in the past, if God has guided you up till right now, I guarantee he won't stop. Oh, I heard somebody say one time, God is seldom early, but he's never late. And friends, can I tell you something? There's wisdom when we look back on our past and we see how God has guided us. What's that old hymn go? Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Friends, he's a faithful God. So let's go a little bit deeper here. We, we get guided by his faithfulness. First of all, God is faithful to loose us from the storms of life. Oh, friends, God wants us to be loose from the storms of life. I received an email 
from one of my former youth. I was a youth pastor in Kirksville, Missouri, right out of Bible college. I was 23 years old. Can you ever imagine me at 23? Man, I had a full head of hair. I had a couple other places that were full though too, but I, I received this email and it just broke my heart. And this is this young lady's email from my very first youth ministry. Here's what she said just this last week. She said, Barry, I've done nothing in my life to be proud of. Some of the days, the only things that keep me going is the smile that my kids have for me. I'm about to lose my job because of some dumb issues. I've been going to an awesome church, but it's so hard for me to feel God in my life anymore. I feel like the worst person ever. My mom keeps telling me I need to go to the pastor and ask for counseling, but I'm afraid and I don't know why. I feel so ashamed and so worthless. I do not understand why I can't feel the fire that I once felt when I was a youth in Kirksville. I love my kids, but I wish I could go back and do things all over again. A long time ago, my pastor told my mom that God was going to use me in a mighty way. But I feel now that I have messed those plans up and there is no going back. I don't see how God can use me after all of the crud that I have let invade my life. Do you know what this is? This is a letter with the handprints of the devil all over it. Friends, can I tell you something? I got on that email and smoke was coming off those keys. I said, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Luke 1.37, nothing is impossible with God. 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, uh, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And you know what, friends? You might be here this morning and some of this relates to you. You might feel worthless or that you've messed up or there's problems in your job. But friends, let me tell you something. That's a lie from the devil. All the matters. It's not the devil's lies, but it's God's truth. And friends, this morning, God wants to loose you from the trials of this life. Oh, friends, we're here this morning. We take a tithe and offering. We're planning on building a state-of-the-art children's and youth area, not because we have hope, but just because we have hope, truth, life, grace, mercy. We have the only answer to this world's problems. And friends, if you're here this morning, Maybe you were in that letter. John chapter 8 says, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the truth is you're the apple of God's eye. Let's go a little bit deeper here. So not only is God faithful in looseness from the storms of life, but God is faithful to meet our needs. God is faithful to meet our needs. He wants to meet your needs. I remember my pastor, Dr. Ray Brewer, when I was growing up, I remember he would say many times that not only is God concerned about the very biggest issues of your life, but you know what? God is very concerned about the little things that nobody, you don't think anybody cares about. He's concerned. Can I tell you what happened is I was, uh, how old was I? I was 26 years old and I was dating this drop dead, gorgeous, beautiful blonde. She happens to be in the sanctuary this morning, my wife, Kelly. But at that time, we were just dating. And, you know, I can't believe this, Sheila, but Kelly completely lost her mind. 
and she broke up with me. I mean, I've never seen her fall into that amount of sin in her life. It was unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I didn't know what to do. She just got a master's in counseling, so I couldn't send her to counseling. So I'll never forget, I didn't know what to do, Mark. I thought, because I knew I was missing. I thought, oh, man, Lord, you bring this drop-dead, gorgeous, beautiful blonde. Lord, you know how I look. I might not ever find anybody like this again. And I began to pray, and I began to seek God. And I remember what God said to me. God said to me, I want you to go to her. <laughs> and, 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 you know, because normally, you know, you try to win their heart back. So I, I went over to Kelly's apartment, and this is what God told me to say. You can ask my wife after church. Um, uh, I went up to her and said, Kelly, I said, I love you. And I believe that God's brought us together. But uh, I can't pursue you because uh, I don't want to force you to do something you don't want. And I just want to let you know that I love you more than any person I've ever loved in my life. And uh, I brought, I brought, had this big bag of all her stuff. I said, I'd be honest, I can't be friends with you. I just love you too much. For me, if I can't be with you, um, I, I can't be around you as friends. It'll just break my heart. So I just want to give you all this stuff. And uh, I just want to let you know that my feelings aren't going to change. But if your feelings do, give me a call. And so that was it. Man, you know, I wish God would have given me, you know, like a supernatural cloud would have broken up on her or something. Or, you know, I don't know. But that's what God said. So I left. I left. And I remember that week I was just praying. And, and I remember I'd take walks. And it was in the summer. And I'd walk. And, and I remember it was the third or fourth day I came into my office at Tiffany Fellowship of of God. And I saw the light blinking on my phone. I thought, oh, praise God. Kelly got right with God. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't know. We call things that are not as though they were. So I, I, I got it. I, man, I about tore that phone off trying to get that message. And lo and behold, it was Kelly. And she said, Barry, would you come over to my house tonight? Or whenever it was. And I'll never forget that night I came over to her house. And, and uh, we greeted each other with a holy kiss. Or two. And so, and, or three. I get convicted when I lie in the pulpit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't know. Not that I don't get convicted when I lie outside of it, but more so here. Okay. So anyway, so what happens is we're about to sit down and, and remember when I told you I was praying in the evening, God gave me the scripture from Matthew chapter 18. It's called the parable of the unmerciful servant. And we're about to sit down and all of a sudden Kelly looks at me. She goes, Barry, just before we get going. I just, I just want to tell you, I don't know why, but God shared the scripture with me. And it was the same scripture that he had given me. And I knew from that time we were going to be married. Well, I already knew before that. Kelly didn't know, but I knew. <laughs> and I think from that night she knew. So why do I tell you this story about Kelly and I? I say this to say that God is faithful to meet your needs. No matter how big, how small, how difficult they might seem to you. God is faithful to give us a future if we will take it. Will you take the future God has for you? Do you know what? For each one of you, God has this unbelievable future, but you've got to take it. See, God has given it to us. You know, the Bible says, and listen to Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. But listen at the two verses behind it, or in, after it. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, for you will seek, you will find the Lord if you seek him with all your heart. 
So friends, what's God's word to you today is? God has a great dream and a great vision and a great plan for your life, but you've got to go after it and take it and grab it. Anything worth having, you've got to fight for it. Anything. You know what? You might be saying, well, you know, Barry, I, I can't achieve this. I don't have a college education. Praise God, go get a college education. Well, I don't have the money. Maybe you don't need a college education or whatever. Whatever God calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. He will equip you to do it. You might be saying, well, Barry, I don't know. We're in the middle of this recession and we're talking about building a, a, a space for our teenagers. We're talking about building a space for our kids. Can I tell you what scares me more? What scares me doesn't go in, is not going into some building project for our kids or for our teenagers in the middle of a recession. What scares me is if, it got, if it God tells us to do it and we don't do it. That's what scares me. You know what you're sitting in this morning? You're sitting in the provision of God. You know what God did even before I came to Crown Point Church? God brought this church almost $2 million cash out of nowhere. Well, if Hebrews says he's the same yesterday and today and forever, if he was faithful to our church in the past, why won't he be faithful today? Is God under Barack Obama or above him? Is God under this country or above this country? Does this country rule God or does God rule this country? Friends, this morning, let the past of God direct and guide you. Just like we read here in verse 19 where Joseph, here back in our text, Joseph had made the men of Israel swear they would bring his bones back. And what happened? When they came back into the promised land, they brought the bones of Joseph. God was faithful. Let me give you the last one this morning. Number three. Number three this morning. How does God guide? Number three, look at verse 21 in your Bibles. Here's what it says. It says, by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light. So they could travel by day or night. Number three, God gives us supernatural direction. There's a thing, I didn't even know what this bird was called. It's called an Arctic tern. I didn't even know what that was. And as I was getting ready for this message, you know what the Arctic tern does? It's a bird that's in in the Arctic area. And what happens is every year, this Arctic tern migrates 11,000 miles to Antarctica. And miraculously, Every year it comes back to the exact same location. Friends, can I tell you something? That when we follow God, he gives us that type of guidance and more. God gives us a supernatural guidance. Let me give you a couple points here. First of all, God is not limited by what is taking place in our lives. Do you know that? God's not limited by what's taking place in our lives. God is not limited by your job. God is not limited by your past mistakes or by your past sins or my past mistakes or my past sins. God is not limited. And I just feel like the Holy Spirit would have me to say to some of you, take the limits off of your life. Let God begin to lead you in more of his grace and power and blessing. I came across this story. Uh, Let me make sure I get the city right. In 1975, in November of 1975, 70, this is a true story, 75 convicts in the Santillo prison in Mexico 
they began to work for months to tunnel out of this prison. So you got 75 convicted Mexican criminals and they're digging underneath the Santillo prison. Here's what happened to them. April 18th, 1976, by pure genius, they had spent months tunneling and they tunneled up right into the courtroom. True story. In Santillo, Mexico, five months later, 75 men, blood, sweat, and tears. And can I tell you, we laugh at that, but can I tell you something? That's a picture of you and me when we try to guide our lives. Have you ever been there? Oh, oh, I know what to do. And all of a sudden, we, we, we mess it up. Oh, listen, here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. And then we start doing it and we screw it up. Friends, can I tell you something? That's a picture of us. We need God's supernatural guidance right below that God is not limited by what is going on in this world God is not limited by what's going on in our lives God is not limited by what's going on in this world and as the musicians come to play very softly God is not limited by our mistakes do you know that friends there are no limits with God And this morning, God wants to guide you. First of all, as we close, I want to speak to you first. God wants to give guidance in your life. Where do you need God's guidance? You know, I love to meet with people. I'll meet with anybody if they want counseling, almost anybody. But you know what? Every time I meet with somebody, first thing I do is I pull out God's word because no amount of Barry Young's counseling has ever changed anybody's life. So where do you need God's guidance this morning? You know, you can ignore that you have a need this morning or you can just receive God's power and overcome it. I love this scripture. It's Proverbs 21, 31. And it says that victory rests with the Lord. There's another scripture. Now don't hold me on this one. I think it's Psalm 108, 13, but I'm not sure. And it says this, listen to these words. Listen to these words. It says, Lord, give us aid against our enemies for the help of man is worthless. For those of you that have been alive very long, you know that's the truth. (laughs) If you're here this morning, you need God's guidance. Maybe you need it in your marriage or you need financial guidance. Maybe something's happened and you've got a beautiful son or daughter and you just cannot connect to them. I don't know. Maybe you need God's guidance with a ministry. I don't know. Maybe God's given you a great dream. I don't know if you need God's guidance. He wants to give that to you. Secondly, over these next three or four weeks, Pastor Newby is going to unfold God's plan for our church here. And I'm going to ask you, just pray about what your part is. I want to give you a couple things as we leave this morning. Four things I want you to take home. Number one, we need to realize only his direction will bless our lives. Only his direction. Oh, friends, I don't care where you're at this morning. If you need God's direction and you receive it, you will be blessed. It's amazing what happens when God blesses something. Have you ever just tried something and you fail and you fail and you fail and then all of a sudden God just opens something up? Number two, what I want you to take home is that we need to advance in life. Friends, God wants you to advance in life. Romans 8, 28 says, For we know in all things, you didn't hear that word all? 
In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Friends, God's working for all things in your life. And can I tell you, why don't you, if you're here this morning, why don't you take a step forward? Why don't you just believe God for more? Why don't you just believe God to advance you? You know what? There are no limits with God. Number three, we need to believe him for a supernatural destiny. We need to believe God for that. Can I tell you something? I look forward to the day that every seat in this sanctuary is filled and we've got multiple services. Uh, I look forward to the day that uh, in your life uh, that you can talk about how God blessed your life, how God helped you to accomplish something you never thought you could accomplish. I look forward to the day of hearing testimonies about what God is doing in your life and your marriage and your job, wherever it may be. And here's the last one this morning. It's always the hardest one. Everybody wants God's blessing, don't they? Everybody wants God's prosperity. Me too. Lastly, number four, we need to step out in faith. See, that's where you separate. Can I tell you, if you, I want you to hear this last thing. That's where you separate the greatest men of any field, military, athletics, finances, ministry. That's where you separate the greatest men from the greatest women. Who has the guts to step out in faith? Who has the guts to step out? I'm going to close with this story and then we're going to pray. Today, my prayer has been that God would give you guidance for your life and that God would give you guidance for our church. I'm going to close with this story. And you might've heard me tell this story before, but many years ago, Michael Eisner, who was the CEO of the mega multi-billion dollar Walt Disney Corporation, One day he was getting interviewed and this reporter went up to Michael Eisner and said, Mr. Eisner, wouldn't it be great if Walt Disney could have been alive today and that he could have seen Walt Disney World and all that goes with it, Epcot Center. And Michael Eisner, the CEO of Disney, he turns this reporter, he says this. He said, Walt Disney did see it and that's why it's here today. And friends, this morning, you've got to see God's blessings in your life before they arrive. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says that we walk by faith and not by sight. And I just want to ask you this morning, begin to see God do greater things despite what's going on in your life right now. Because we're believing God to do greater things in our church. I can only imagine what God has in store. Would you bow your hearts with me in prayer this morning? God, I just want to say thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you this morning for your word. God, I thank you that you are a real, real, real God. And that you are alive this morning. And your heart is moved when our hearts are lonely, depressed, anxious, hurt. Lord, the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept, is a picture of how you love us. And this morning you're here and you just say, Barry, I need guidance. Remember what I said from Psalms. Lord, give us aid against the enemies for the help of man is worthless. You're here this morning and you need God's wisdom. It might be on something very small. It might be very, very big. If you're here and you need God's wisdom, would you just raise your hand right now? Just raise it to the Lord. Step out in faith. Hands all over the sanctuary. 
all over the sanctuary. Number two this morning, and if I could have um, those pastoral staff that aren't ministering this morning and the board and the prayer life group team, if I could just have you come across the front here. Number two, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here this morning, and you'd say, Barry, that was a good little teaching on on God's guidance, but you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Friends, this morning, let me tell you something. God wants to guide you now. He wants to bless you now. He wants to bless your life. God wants to guide your family. But let me tell you something, more than anything else, he wants to guide your eternity. And if you're here this morning and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, You can do that this morning. You know, let me tell you the bad news. The bad news is if we die and we're separated from God, if we die and we don't know Jesus, we will be separated from God forever. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. But you know what the good news is? It's there in verse 23. But the good news is that he has come to give life and to save those who would call on his name. Friends, if you're here this morning, more than anything else, myself and most importantly, the Lord, we're concerned about your soul. If you're here and you say, Barry, if I died tonight, I'm not sure what would happen. I can tell you it's eternal separation from God. But I tell you what Jesus said in John 6, 47. He says, I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. Friends, if you've been a member of a church, that's not good enough. If you've given money to a church, that's not good enough. The only way that we can have eternal life with God is by receiving his love and confessing him as Lord and Savior.